I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. In the room a lot. Hello, you're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. I have no guests. <laughs> I have no guests here today because who has the time? To my right is my brother, Chris Stewart. That's me. Hello. Andre Conaparo to the left. Hello. Okay, we're good. We're good. We're recording live from Andre's house today. Mixing it up. On location. On location. It's We're, we're in L.A. It's... 90 degrees outside. It's super hot. You have air conditioning and stuff. Do you have air conditioning? And it's really good air conditioning. Like it's it's pumping. You have the Nest climate control system. We can change it from my phone right now if you want to. (laughs) Yeah, can you... Prove it. I want get, get, get a little more cool happening. Simulcast. Well, I mean, from a sound standpoint, I mean, production, <laughs> I mean, we should be shutting all the AC and yeah, fan off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but. Can you turn the fridge off? Yeah. Can, <laughs> kill the fridge. the fridge. Can we kill, kill the, the neighbor's AC right now? We're recording a pod. <laughs> oh, the hel- there's a helicopter. We're going to call 911. Okay, we're going off track, guys. We'll put the NBA draft. I'm uh, just, a, just a little background. I'm hungover. From last mm. night. Long night of DJing. I am too. You are too. I was there. Um, and and you, Stewie, you were nice enough to bring over some special Highland Park brewery beer. Yeah, we're in the uh, the midst of uh, LA Beer Week. LA Beer Week, yeah. The guy, uh, Dustin Lancaster, who was on this pod a few mm-hmm. couple months ago, he's who's the Highland Park brewery bro. Yeah, one of that's right. One, one of, of those guys. And what are we drinking here? This is they do a pale ale called Vacation. So this is Vacation with with uh, it's a Belgian style single with Brett. So it's like a Brett is a is a who Brett a funky bacteria yeast additive. I'm totally butchering it. Um, so it's got wait. A, Brett is not a guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. <laughs> no, it's a the Brett is short for. Uh, it's spelled just B R E T T. Yeah, well, it's because it's short for. Say it, Jason. Bretomyces. Exactly. Shows you how much I know about beer, huh, guys? No, it's that's just, why you're here. That's a little new to me. Yeah. So instead of just a straight-ahead pale ale, and the same, uh, about the same. So a little, uh, br- a little Bretomyces really gets the beer going. Huh? It's just a lot sharper than a typical Belgian single. Yeah, this is good. That's good. I, I like it. It has Could a little cool. a little yeasty uh, probiotic kind of feel to it. There's your bread, brother. There's your bread. It's kind of like definitely good for your gut. <laughs> yeah, when you get the <laughs> That's what uh, we're looking at. the little the the Persian sour yogurt carbonated drink. Mm-hmm. I mean, I that stuff. It has a little bit of that feel. I accidentally poured mine into the glass that had just previously contained pickle juice. So I'm just, you know, I'm on a whole other trip Pickle right here. juice. So you had a beer pickleback. I had a, when I was in New York a couple weeks ago, I talked about it on the last pod mm. with the, uh, it's the real guys, but like a Korean pickle juice pickleback. Oh. Um, at the Fuku Burger Place. That was so, so good. Why do they not give you kimchi 
juice pickleback when you get soju in Koreatown. Can we make that a thing? Ooh. We can ask. I mean, there's a difference between pickle juice and kimchi juice. I mean, I, I've made my own kimchi and a little I bit of a juice. humble bragger. No, I, I drink that juice. <laughs> you drink it's so good. What do you do with it? You just no. I mean, like I, not necessarily, just but like it. just in the same way that you, you make got a little leftover. like a kimchi teeny with it. Yeah, you could, but more so, it's, you have leftover pickle juice when you're brining pickles. It's yeah. Or pickling. It's the same thing. You've got a little bit of leftover juice with kimchi sometimes. <clears throat> it's so not as much because it doesn't float in it, but you definitely can pour out some of the the liquid from kimchi, and it's. You know, it would be as delicious as a pickleback. Huh. Well, I guess, yeah. I David guess, Chang, if you're listening, I know you're not. I, what would, yeah, what would be good <laughs> we know you are not. Especially after last episode, make... I know you're not. Oh. Well, you're doing something at the line, aren't you? Can't you get Roy Choi to start making something Oh, yeah, I'm happen? DJing at the line hotel tomorrow, and I get a tasting menu at Pot. A tasting menu? A tasting menu. <laughs> have not eaten at Pot yet. I haven't heard oh, much. great. haven't heard much good. So we'll see what happens. Ooh, <laughs> shots just, fired! I'm just oh, I've never eaten there, so I don't know. Oh, it's great. I, I thought it was quite nice. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure I'll love it. it. Doesn't look as pretty as commissary, but it's cool vibes. The best way to enjoy a meal is to have it be free. Oh yeah, because then you're a lot more. You know, when when you you really judge a meal when you're dropping some coin on there. I haven't heard bad things, but from most of the people that I know that really love Korean food. They just tell me it's more expensive, and you can get it as good other places. Right, right. It's, it's, and, and, but the line Hotel is beautiful, and I've been to Commissary, and I like Commissary. Yeah. But, well, you know, if I wasn't paying for it, I'd love to eat a pot. I mean, that fool's got uni <clears throat> on deck. He has much higher yeah, quality really of seafood, I'm thingy. pretty sure. It's also a hotel, so you're I'm paying sure hotel prices. Yeah, 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 so, sure like, the reason why it costs more is, like, all those reasons right there. Well... Premium ingredients, and it's in a hotel, for God's sakes. So there you go. Next week, we'll hear the follow-up. Pickle how back your tasting shots. menu was. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll let you guys know. Full full review. Yeah, I mean, as much as I'm struggling to be the person who doesn't speak negatively about places, <laughs> because nobody speaks negative. But for the reason that nobody speaks negatively about places in a public forum, yeah, I feel like somebody's got to do it. So I guess that'll be me. If you want to be that guy, I will do my best to rein you in. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be that guy and deflect. But like, I just think nobody does it in the food world. Um, like hardly anyone. Like it's 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 rare to see a negative review nowadays. Like it used to. I feel like it used to be a thing where you'd see a scathing review, and now I mean, now you'll get like, I feel like Jonathan Gold either. Will review do a great review or a good review, or he just won't review it at all, right? Because unless you're like the guy doing the Guy Fieri, yeah, you know, hilarious thingy. I don't I know. Feel, I feel like the bar is set a little bit higher as you know, since Yelp and the internet kind of exists and social media. We're yeah, not yeah, really doing the low. The people that are really great food reviewers are not doing the low hanging fruit. You know, they're kind of picking places that yeah, they assume true. are going to be good. Go there and sometimes give mediocre reviews. Yeah. But it's pretty rare that they're set up to really destroy a place. Yeah. That's... And so I think you can figure out when Jonathan Gold's like, this is pretty good, this dish. Like you but, can, yeah, you can mm, tell. You can read between the lines. Yeah, and I think the people that they're catering to and writing those reviews also 
they know are paying more attention and probably more familiar with them or the language they're using describing the food and what kind of context it's in. But isn't that your favorite part of a review? No, no, I'm not. It's my favorite part to hear somebody... I'm not looking for the schadenfreude. I'm not looking to see somebody destroyed at all. I don't want to see somebody destroyed. I just like to see people say, this was not good, don't get it. I want to. Re- I still see that. I feel like I see that in reviews, but they just don't like sweep the knee. Yeah, that's true. They're pussyfooting around. I mean, just any any response is fine as long as it's backed with you know reasoned information. Yeah, but- and it's always going to be subjective, so that's just like you might as well put yeah. it out the window. So if it's artfully done and you have you know some points and some reasons why you thought it was good or bad or mediocre or disappointing or whatever then that's fine yeah i'll read whatever as long as the writing's good the writing's good but but stewie since you are in the restaurant and food world yeah would you say that restaurants and chefs talking about other restaurants and chefs behind closed doors Mm -hmm. runs very rampant oh it's a slaughter fest i mean it's any field sure that's any creative media that's a lot of it's a lot but i feel like food and chefs and restaurants are very close up on that list or high up on that list Uh, i feel like it's like rest like chefs and djs are probably the most backstabby shit talking I mean that's just career like parts, man. Gallery owners, I can think. Um, but God, I mean, I, all the postal workers, people in the music biz. Period. Yeah. And, and but the, when, but I the, would say actually, we live in L.A. and L.A. is notoriously. Mm-hmm. It's just just a shit. But there's like town. one in one. There's like one in a, every ten thousand people who will be honest and speak their mind and say the stuff that they're not afraid to say the stuff publicly and those people are always tight there's an art to it there is an art i to think it. You, it can be done i think anyone can say it you can critique it as long as you like find the good and the bad maybe you know creative criticism but just like saying that shit sucked it to me is already just dumb like well why yeah. and so and it's just like that's just that's just harsh well i think also your <clears throat> big chefs kind of have a personality and a type and intrinsically they're going to have a way of describing things and, and talking and judging things that bring them to that kind of leadership role, that that kind of like alpha male, alpha female role in a way that doesn't tend to be um, so understanding or empathetic towards people's intentions or misses in the kitchen. Um, you know, in, in the way that like you would hope that your friends would. Mm. So mm-hmm. behind the scenes, it's it's very it's very cutthroat to me. It seems like the people oh, that I really? know that cook in kitchens and, and talk about their food. I don't. I mean, I don't find it very informative when someone's like, "It sucks." Yeah, of course. Like I don't, and that's a lot of the times I don't hear conversations about why they were trying to do something and missed, or why they would have done it different. Usually, yeah. people just cut at the knees, and it's like, man, yeah. it's fucking terrible. No, but yeah, you but, do you do it. You, there's an art to it. But then I see my friends around town, or I've overheard chefs and other chefs. And you can have great conversations about, ooh, this isn't wrong. People are, we're plenty honest, you know, with each other, you know. And you can tell you'll, you'll call that certain person that you know. You want people around you that'll give you great feedback, whether it's uh, positive or negative. And you want like, people in, on your on your team, on your payroll, that are going to do the same. So. When I'm like, in the 61 Mustang with Guy Fieri, he's <laughs> different with me in the car than when he does it on the show. It's really cool. I'm he's just going to say that. Down to earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We share razors. 
I was just revisiting oh, the video of his of his uh, hairdresser punching him in his punching him in his car and freaking out. Oh my god! Yeah, it, it, it's like okay. this TMZ video. It's very not unlike Ari Gold and Lloyd uh, from Entourage. Like he's Guy Fieri is in like the passenger seat of a car, like a like a suburban. And his hairdresser has like had the last straw of their working relationship, <laughs> and he's he's screaming, he's screaming at him as if this guy, as if Guy Fieri has like was his husband of twenty years and cheated on him, and is like, I mean, he's just like, it kind of makes sense. I fucking hate you. He's such a fucking dick. While he's just punching Guy Fieri through the car, it's so good. It's the coolest thing of all time. His voice is cracking like a little kid. He's going. Yeah, it's it's pure rage and passion that you could only get from working. You know, having to do Guy Fieri's hair and like dealing with him. But I've been thinking a lot about Guy Fieri lately. (laughs) I'm a look. I'm a fan of that show, and not because of him or anything, but the places he goes to. Really interests me, and sure. sometimes yes, and accident. Sometimes, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Yeah. But like, literally, we talked about Burger Week, and he's been at the Oinkster. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying he's an arbiter of taste. Somebody in his production found that place yeah. and told him to go there. But it just speaks to I have randomly been to places that later will be featured on that show, mm-hmm. or have gone to places and seen his placard and not been like not walked out. No, I'm usually you know, pumped. I'm much more turned off in his personality than I am by the, the restaurant choices on that show. And it's mm-hmm. the least pretentious of anything on food television, which to me is mm-hmm. the most, the one thing that I turn me off completely is mm-hmm. like the pretentiousness and the overimportance. It's a casual show and there's great restaurants on it. And I think he gets, well, the show gets knocked hard. He deserves everything, but the show gets knocked harder than it should. I feel like he, I feel like people do like the show, and he gets knocked. But I, I've been thinking, and I have like a theory about him hmm. that he he's he's the best food host. Like, disp- if you can look past his looks and his, if you can slang, get past the frosted tips and if the you can razors, get past all of the Guy Fieri isms. <laughs> he's he does better at hosting food television than anyone period i'm not disagreeing he i have to think about it but like i'm not you, initially if you, disagreeing if at you, all because i i watch food television a lot so i'll see you know people will think anthony bourdain is like the top dog if you're like a hipster dude or or you know every girl has a crush on him he's so well-spoken and smart and funny but like when you watch him eat food he's just he's also he's just saying like mm, bacon Always. Delicious. I would. I, I really would. love eating the the brains out of shrimp because I'm a badass. Like, and everything that he'll eat will. The only commentary is just like, mm, so good. Mm, it's good. And then Guy Fieri is. He's actually like trying hard and he's saying things and he's like doing a, his asked, job very well. He asks the good questions. I gotta say it. He, but it's it's, you really have to look at it with a different set of eyes to to see it. I mean, I can smell the fire and pitchforks coming at me <laughs> for our ten listeners, <laughs> but I would rather watch. We have hundreds, nay, thousands of listeners. I would rather watch <laughs> diners, drives, and dives any day of the week than knife fight. Oh, Knife Fight is a bad show. I'm <laughs> not a fan. I find it to be the, probably the worst of 
of the food that I like, and it's like I'm much more offended by that show than I am by yeah, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Most food shows it's really e- It's e- Elon, who from the Gorbals. From Gorbals. Oh, he, used, yeah. he was on Top Chef. That's right. Nice guy. Super nice dude, Super nice actually. guy. Good, good chef. And like when I saw that t- show appear, it's on the Esquire Network, I was like very excited because... It's like, here's just like a stripped down Iron Chef competition show. And I'm like, that's exactly what I want to see. I want to see like cool chefs doing Iron Chef stuff. Like here's gnarly stuff. Cook it up. Fun, fun, fun. But it's it's like made to be like a fight club. Oh, it's so bad. Kind of like it's underground, such like a bummer. gnarly thing. And then there's like this MC host guy who's like really hamming it up. It went past one season? It's yeah, all, I think it's fairly popular. Terrible. Yeah, but it's I mean, on the Esquire network. So and also I don't think it costs a lot to produce. But I don't know it what that is. certainly is like the worst aspects of food, and I hate the term foodie, but foodie culture is distilled in that show hmm. and just like amplified. Yeah, it, it's it's very it's all these people who don't want to be like a macho personality being forced to do that and it, and you just see them crumbling as people like come on, pump it up, make some noise. Uh. <sighs> Uh, Anyways, let's go back to our original topic of being hungover, <laughs> which I am. <laughs> which, thank God, I'm not. Um, Have your water. What's your? What do you? I want to know about your guys' hangover foods. Korean food. For Korean breakfast. food. Korean food for breakfast, for sure. Like because that's that's the spice just knocks you zings you up. I just I don't go for like I, not waffles, pancakes, eggs. It's always like something like. Indian mm. food, Korean food, Chinese food. Mm. It, that's that is my go-to. Just diarrhea food. No, no. no. Well, okay. None of these places <laughs> do that where to you're me, going. Luckily, I'm not talking about like Panda Express or Sweets and Spice. Right. So, so Indian food, Korean food. Anything? That's what your that's what your hungover body is craving. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but it, heavy it, spices. It, but it draws lines to when people are doing waffles or pancakes. You're talking about carbs and kind of like absorbing things whether that's that's psychosomatic or or whether it actually Mm. has any effect in science but like you know if you're doing indian food you've got naan yep or you've got a nice peel off or that rice will soak it up huh so uh, that definitely is what i will i will do early in the morning but that's interesting because a lot of people when they're hungover they kind of crave sort of more plain foods and less like super spiced kind of things totally the opposite but that's that's uh, that's very dope Which also dovetails into what i want for breakfast any day is usually korean food chinese food or indian food <laughs> yeah, like do something to make you happy i'm not an egg guy you're not an egg guy well and also uh, being in a korean restaurant when you're hungover is pretty is a good vibe like they're usually <laughs> yeah. dark there's yeah, like Koreans have it figured out now that I'm thinking about it. Like when you're hungover, all you want is just so much ice water and you want the food to appear in front of you right now. Mm. Well, and if you go to a restaurant, like a, if I go to a breakfast spot, like you're flagging down somebody to get the little thingy of water and you're, you know, the the 45 minutes later, your, your dainty egg dish comes out. You're not satisfied. When you get Korean food, you have a plastic jug of ice water just sitting there. And then Killing they drop it. ten different little plates of food that you just keep munching and munching and munching. I mean, Korean food's pretty good for you. 
Yeah. I think this is, I think Korean That's food is look. definitely the best hangover food. Mexican well, food. Also, Ooh, if you're there at sorry. 10 in the, oh, Mex- yeah, Menudo. I mean, I mean, okay, well, well, we'll finish, we'll finish it up and then we'll get For into sure. Stewie's. I totally agree where Stewie's going. I will say though, quickly, that if you're in a Korean restaurant at 10 in the morning, there's a good chance that four dudes just finished a round of golf a half an hour ago and are drinking soju while you're looking at them. Mm-hmm. So it makes you feel kind if of comfortable. If you're in a Korean yeah. restaurant at 10 a.m., you were there since 10 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> you just got out of the wee spot because you fell asleep on a, uh, a hot slab of marble. Mm. That's right. Which sounds great. Oh, I would love to do that. We can do that. I feel like... I wish I lived closer to Koreatown because it has everything that you need. Yeah. He's yeah. best. Like, when you're hungover, all you want... Like, I guess that means Koreans are the best drinkers because Koreans get drunk like a son of a bitch. But well, shout out Dano. Yes. Yeah. My best friend is Korean, and he he knows how to get drunk very well. But, like, they have the Korean spa, which is exactly what you need for when you're hungover, and then they just have all those cool-ass foods. Well, the banchan, too. It's like there's... You just got a giant plate of 15 dishes with different pickled, fermented vegetables. Obviously, this saying this out loud makes me realize probably nobody else likes this but me, but that that's what I want to eat. No, everybody loves the the banchan. No, but I mean like super hungover early in the morning. No, I'm, I'm going to totally do that the next time. Yeah, it's great. Because you could even just, I mean... You, you, if you see fried chicken on a, on a menu and you're hungover and you want like or like chicken wings, like I guess I'll have chicken wings. That'd be great right now. Yeah, well, KFC, whole cream, well, cream I mean, fried chicken. Yeah. So you say Mexican food? I say Mexican. I back food. that too. I say the jump, giddy up, waking up. I'm, I get that banana. I'm like, the giddy up. Oh, yeah, right. And I get that banana. Get that banana. <laughs> uh huh. Like before you even put your trousers on. Oh, well, you know. Is there a time you don't want a banana? Myself? Yes. No, there's no, not. Yeah. Uh huh. So you do you wake up and eat a banana every day? If they're there, yes. Unless you're day. out of bananas, you will do that every yep. day. Mm-hmm. Every day. Okay, oh, that's cool. That's the best. Are um, you a ripe banana eater, or are you will you eat a a young little bit of, of a green guy? I'll give a little green. I'll do ripe. I'll do overripe. I hate nothing more than an unripe banana. Uh, it's, it, it takes what I can get. <laughs> you <laughs> it's know, hard out here on the streets. I'm huh? not really you know pumped on it. I'm like, <laughs> do a All little right. shrug. But yeah, that, that's like the first. I gotta have brown. What about you, Andre? Mm, yeah, good. I, yeah. I can see that. No, what are you? Can you do you eat bananas on green with, with a tinge of green? Oh no, I was saying brown makes. I will go dark on a banana, Preferred but I'll that. usually cook with it. Okay, like well, if it's a little past, I don't want to eat it like little black and little brown right out of the. You'll do the, the banana bread. Well, yeah, well, that's a primo smoothie banana. Yep. Yeah, it's sweeter. Or when they get that colored, freeze them. Yeah, you can put them in smoothies. That's the best way. But there's so many them. people who eat fruits and vegetables when they're not ripe. Such like there's drag. so many people who eat. I mean, sorry to my girlfriend, but she. There's a lot of people who can't eat mushy foods, like who yeah. have mushy phobia. So w- when you get a peach or right. a plum, you have to wait a long time for it to achieve its ripeness, and it's Definitely. pretty mushy. And the flavor is there, but if you can't do the mush, then you're and not going to The sugar eat. will develop, too. I mean, yeah. the sweetness comes They're from everything. being ripe. So these people who can't eat the mush are left with eating an unripened tomato, an unripened I have peach. no, I have no texture issues. 
I mean, I have definitely flavor issues that, I'm, you know, I'm not a super mm. heavy seafood situation, but mm-hmm. I have zero texture issues. I think that people, that's one thing that people need to learn that I've taught myself is like really knowing when the produce, when the fruit or vegetable is optimal for eating. You're an outstanding avocado picker. I've learned that through the years. I try. You might be the best. You might be the avocado whisperer. Oh. Or Stewie as well. I'm pretty good. I, mean, I used to, you know, have to. Yeah, you used to work at a vegan restaurant. Yeah, I'm pretty good at picking avocado. <laughs> you're, you're lousy with avocado. Yeah, up to your, yeah, up to your gills with avocado. I mean, that's uh, all you guys got. Well, yes, it's, it's There's a, sometimes when you'll pick foundation. one that I think is way too firm, you're like, no, it's all right. Mm-hmm. I yeah. won't believe you. You got to know where to touch we'll bring it. We'll bring it. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta know where to touch. Me. You gotta hit that avocado below the uh, belt. <laughs> but we'll bring that the, the the avocado. I think is too firm. Home and it'll be perfect. Uh-huh. And I'll be like, I would have never called that. Mm-hmm. But the same when you have that skill, yeah, that's probably if you're listening at home and you need to, you feel like you need to improve your your touching <laughs> skills. Yeah, know where to touch them. Learn on the avocado. Once you get the avocado down, that's an easy one, and then you can move on to a more difficult thing like a tomato. For instance, a I'm lot of people. With tomatoes. Do, the oh. melon game is the most difficult. I feel. Uh, because there's so many hollow knocking, sniffing, Mel- all that stuff. Sniff is a big one for melon me. Melon is like almost impossible. Yeah, it's I think like a pineapple, you can do the, you can sniff the tail. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I think the pineapple. You can sniff the business end of that the, pineapple, the pineapple, and and you can get if you get a sweet whiff, you know you're all right. You want to pull the the the. What is it? A leaf, technically? What do they call those little bits? Oh, yeah. Frond. Frond. F- Frond. Thank you. You pull sense. the innermost frond out. If it comes right out, it's good to go. That's the pineapple technique. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to get an email from my dad about this, I'm sure, if he That's ever how you do it. to this. Oh, yeah, he lives he's a pine in man. Hawaii, and he's got banana trees and pineapples and avocado trees. Yeah, if he's he listening like, to this right now, he's like, listen, all of you guys blew We'll cross reference. We'll cross ref. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I worked at Mother's for seven years, so I worked at a health food store for many, many moons. Well, my dad hasn't emailed yet, dog. He's not calling you out. I'm just, you don't jump, you I'm don't just giving. Jump it yet. I'm just giving the listeners a little background on how like my pineapple game is pretty strong too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, we're not doubting. Yeah. We're I'm not just, doubting. You know, but yeah. it does suck when you get a bad pineapple. Ah, uh, it's the worst. When you when it yeah it has. Oh, the, a, to the me the useless. worst is. I mean, pineapples are expensive. The worst oh. is when you buy like a five pound watermelon and yeah. it's tasteless. Oh, and you're yeah. just like, God. Damn it. <laughs> I cut this thing up. I'd spent, you know, like I yeah. brought this in a way too heavy into my car. This it, is yeah, the, yeah. This I, is a bad thing. The bottom of my Whole Foods bag, poof, yeah. popped out. And also, I just noticed this. I, I like that it's just like, it's 2015 and there's three dudes on, a, on iTunes complaining about <laughs> when you get a bad watermelon. You know it's not worse. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no. And there's people well, like, I would eat that watermelon so much. Well, I, I would have to say, instead of going uber big on one, get a couple shorties. The smaller ones are yeah. always oh, more flavorful. Pro tip. The smaller ones are That's always more flavorful. Look. little pro tip, instead yeah. of getting one watermelon, get like swing two little ones. Shorties. Go for that single. Get mm-hmm. like two, three little guys. A nice deep green. So what you're and, saying and is on-base percentage is way more important than home runs. <laughs> We're just, just make, make a... It's a numbers game. We're just trying to make contact on the bat, baby. Um, so Moneyball. Sweet. Your, your Mexican food hangover, ah, what is yeah. your dish? Let's go back to that. Am I going to go chilaquiles? No, the, I go Trojan horse, just a Spartan breakfast burrito. Nothing more gratifying than a wow. breakfast burrito. Because it's like, if I'm hungover, I got to go to work usually. That happens a lot. 
and I need. So you're on the go. Okay, yeah, that, that's why a I got a banana and b I got a burrito. So is it cylindrical? Bang, bang. Does it fit in my hand? Does it fit bang, in my bang. mouth nicely? Mm-hmm. I'm taking it down. Yeah. I think I my Mexican food go to is always menudo. But well, that's my, like my, my but, like from well, when you were a kid. Like, that's like a monumental hangover from high school. For me, I used to do that in like high school. Really? Yeah, totally. That's well, what that's made Santa for. Cruz, which has amazing Mexican food, California. That's true, but you are one of the wider people in the world, for sure. To be, uh, but to without be a doubt, eaten, to be eating menudo in <laughs> high I, school is I eat, pretty. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, that I'm not, comes from my dad. I'm too. saying it's awesome. I was eating lengua tacos with my dad when I was a kid. I didn't think I didn't know that it was tongue or didn't think that it was weird. And that also lengua goes back to and tongue in general when it's braised goes back to a texture issue. Some people can't deal with that. Sure. Yeah. Same thing with menudo. Very soft, very the, unusual texture. Tripe in there. Love it. But my pro tip on menudo is ask for tortilla chips instead of tortillas. Yeah. Because you get a little bit of texture. That's good. So that whenever was, I get menudo, I always ask for tortilla chips instead. That's so you get a little bit of crunch. My other Mexican food tips. So you said chilaquiles. I said breakfast burrito. Chilaquiles probably are. The I said tip you said chilaquiles. Thank you. Well, they don't know who I'm talking to. They don't know who I'm looking at. Camera. Uh, camera. Uh, You're in camera right so now. So that's ideal. But for me, if I'm if I don't have to go to work and it's it's like my day off, I mean we're drinking beer. I'm gonna have a michi. I'm gonna get me a michelada. And I'm gonna fucking just, just, just have, just have that just one. Just dip that banana right in the michelada. The banana has happened, and it's that's <laughs> a that, swirl. You swirl that 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 Maggie sauce hey. and that chili lime. So michelada. The banana is from the giddy up, like I said. And then after that, I love the michelada. Yeah. For listeners at home who don't know, that is basically like a bloody mary with beer instead, bloody but mary. no tomato. Technically, um, no yes. tomato. Yeah. But like all the all tastes the, like a bloody mary. All the spices. Lime, lime, Maggie seasoning, similar to soy sauce, a little mm. chili salt, Mexican MSG. A few ways yeah. to do it. Basically, go to cacao in Eagle Rock. But that's, getting, that's, getting my, a, that's my hangover cure. Like micheladas are one of those things where like they're all good, but it's really an art to make a great one. Like it's I've like anytime I get a michelada, I'm like it's like a, it's like a quesadilla or something like that. They're all gonna be good. <laughs> yes. But then when you true. that one. Out of ten, where you're like, ooh, this guy made this guy or girl, it's Thank gonna you. be a guy. Yeah, made this michelada so perfectly balanced. It's that's when it really sings, and that's a. I think there's a problem that a lot of people will never even get to have a perfect michelada. We we I did some barbecuing at my friend Bob Zamudio's house a few days hey. ago. Friend of the friend of the pod. Friend hey, of everybody Bob. here. What's up, Bob? And uh, I brought some some of the pecan smoked hot links from. I thought you were going to say pecan sandies. What's <laughs> pecan sandies? <laughs> I brought pe- over a bag of pecan, pecan smoked hot links from Little Jewel of New Orleans, which I cannot recommend enough. They're unbelievable. Little Jewel of New Orleans. And he made some fresh micheladas. Um, and we were talking about him always making them, and I was saying how my favorite is probably in LA is cacao. Yeah, um, I would say that. And he made one that I think might even be better. I was so blown away, and I watched him make it, and it was so simple. It was everything that you imagine is in it. Again, Maggie and um, lime juice and some of the the lime salt, chili salt. But it somehow, and he did it with Modelo. That's a good, yeah. and it that's was, a really good beer for me, Jesus. It was so good. Oh, it really is blown a ratio away. game. It might have been the best, if not as good as anything I've ever had. Mm. So it's not something that... There's no secret. Yeah, you just have to dial and in your recipe. There's no like making like, oh, this one has uni in it, so it's yeah, the best. No. Like it's, oh, it's just very no. simple. That was just a random uh, example. I do it. 
Do you guys like ice cubes with it? Yeah. I do, but I do. not a lot. Too. Not like a full, uh-uh. like not like a full soda like glass. Like a quarter. But yeah, yeah, quarter. That's the Perfect. top. Like a quarter. For I asked little... him about that because he did it with ice and he did a great ratio. But cacao does not use ice. No. Some people do, some people don't. I like the ice. I like the ice I too. Like it too. And the the good part about the ice is as it melts down, it gets a little more more and more drinkable, a little more watered down. Because I don't really want to get a buzz. I just want to. Forget that I'm. Well, I mean, uh, of course Amich- you do. A michelada is like a big red Vicodin of Mexico. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like you don't like if you take one. If you take ten Vicodins, you can't stand up. You take one, and you're like, I'm feeling good. If you take head- ten Vicodins, I'm gonna take you to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, you have one, and like you know, my headache's gone. Uh, I feel a little bit better. It's fine. But the michelada. Same same thing. You just you just want to bring you back to norm, normal. But speaking of your your sausage, sausage, sausages. I feel I've been having a huge hot dog wave lately. Oh, it's the, best oh wave. The, the Snake River Farms Kobe hot dogs from McCall's cannot be beaten. Well, see, I'm I'm shots I'm, fired. No, that's that's no. So Snake River Farms Kobe hot dog. I that's need, the number one. Hopefully, hot dog. I'm not mixing up the name. I'm pretty sure it's Snake River Farms. That sounds cool. Um, they do some really amazing, uh, meats, some, you know, kind of order online ribeyes that you can't afford or briskets mm-hmm. that you can't afford, like shooting way past the Del Campo right. McCall's prices, but their, their hot dogs and Kobe, again, we've mentioned on the podcast is a term thrown around pretty loosely, Sure, but uh-huh. they're fantastic. They are so good. And a pack of five is i think twelve dollars from okay. calls okay so, also if you were if you were like a episode of portlandia or something like that and you were trying to come up with the name of a fake like artisanal yeah. food product snake river pretty high snake river farms Dude. is about as good as you can rattlesnake get. tail <laughs> man kobe I, beef hot dogs i thought we got off course and we we're talking about the new ride at six flags <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> welcome to six flags snake yeah. river Farms. you guys never had a ninja hot dog <laughs> Oh, be good. So, I just ha- I just I just made some hot dogs this weekend for my girlfriend's uh, Father's Day hang that we did, and I was like, you know what? It's Father's Day. It's it's June, summertime, America. Blah blah blah. Fourth of July is around the corner. I'm gonna make some hot dogs, and like hot dogs are so good. They're amazing. Like they're I greatest. forget you forget about hot dogs because like they're kind of like a fat boy like dum dum food. But they're so good. I, I mean, think you forget about it on, like, on the best of list. Yeah. We all know they're tight. Like, I remember them. I see it. Yeah. You smell it, danger. Ooh, but we're yeah. all, we're I'm, all like in burger zone. Like, everyone yeah. is all about burgers but now. Here's the thing. Here's the mm-hmm. thing about hot dogs is that you're, <laughs> unless you're making your own hot dogs, Preach. which I don't know anyone who ever has. I'm not talking about homemade sausage. Yeah. Home, home, homemade hot dogs. You talk about burgers. Where do you get the burger meat from? Do you grind your own burger meat? What kind of grind do you use? Hot dogs start out the box. You have a baseline of how good it is because you use a certain frank. Yes. So it becomes like this less game of trying to figure out the best. It becomes about the best toppings. And mm, when you mention yeah. like quesadillas or nachos, like the worst nachos you had are still good, or the worst quesadilla you ever mm-hmm, had is true. still good. 
the, I think definitively the worst hot dog you've ever had is the best of the worst. Absolutely, I, like I would agree with that. I've yeah. Never had a hot dog that I was like, I will never eat this again. I, I mean, I've eaten a hot dog from Seven Eleven before and been like, Yeah, this is. I will. Eh, it's, it's still okay, and it's delicious. Like you might feel guilty, and you might feel like your body is going to yeah, not no, be happy. Yeah, you're going to be in trouble. Well, you're, the flavor, just flavor alone, is so good, and it's so like people. People need to. I think. I. I, I feel like regular hot dogs are going to make a a strong surge this year. Hopefully, hope. because think, like and the the kimchi kogi dog. That's great. Not to you know drop Roy Choi's name. Fucking again, god damn it! But like that is hey. one of my favorite hot dogs I've ever eaten, and that still stands up anywhere from Chicago dogs huh. to Coney Island dogs. That is an amazing hot dog. Okay, well we're gonna talk hot dogs right now. My yeah. uh, one one thing that I have a, a firm stander on is mayo on the hot dog. Super good balance there. Very, and I know that good. you're not going to be on board you with that. No, I love, but I I feel love like mayo, ma- and it has a place. But sometimes, like I don't, I don't know. Here's I made I made these dogs. You can talk about Cupy mayo. Yes, Cupy well, mayo might be a little different. I'll do than best foods. All the mayo. So these are the, the this mayo. is these are the dogs that I made. So regular bun, the dog, and then there's a little gochujang. Yeah, smeared inside the bun, and then the dog sits on top of that. And then the little squiggly squirt of the QP Japanese mayo. On top of the dog? On top of the dog. Chives, fried shallots, sesame seeds. Toasted. Sounds amazing. And a little black salt. And then that's all you need is just the flavor of mayo and meat. That's all you need. You just name like six things. That's all you need. You need fucking black salt and sesame seeds. In terms of condiments. I don't think the mayo is bad. I think it's good. But I think what it does is it undercuts the flavor of the hot dog in the sense that... I it, feel like it, it makes it same. No. I feel like it coats it more than like if you're using a ketchup or gochujang, anything that's kind of slightly acidic, mustard, tart, it's going to bring up the, the meat profile of the hot dog. And the mayo is it's, it's such an amazing mm. ingredient that I love to death, but it's one of those things where I don't put on sauces I don't think you do dogs. love it to death, Andre. Yeah, because it's the greatest comment of all time. <laughs> it's amazing. I feel like but, for a sandwich, for a hamburger, or a hot dog, mayo is the perfect vessel. You want to know what the baseline of all those? So you said sando, sando, a burger, and a hot dog. They're all bread. So to me, you put the mayo on the bun first and foremost, and you almost forget it's there when you take a bite of it because now it's penetrated the bun almost like a really buttered piece of toast or you know just like it, it penetrates that fresh the mayo bun. is the conduit between the meat and the and that's the bun. me right because then i kind of i don't see it and, and then you you take that bite and it's a simple spartan like but you don't even, put it but you don't put a mayo on a french dip because that's going to cut out that's going to cover well, and that's going to kind of that's, that's gonna, but you're dipping a french dip is not a part of the sandwich thing. category that's a, french, a whole, that's a new that's I, a subgenre. I, you got you got me there but it's the but sandwich that's the is already soaking is wet. Mayo and bread, they just love each other so much. So to me, if you're going to have a hot dog, just put a little mayo in there. And it, like, I only need to just put a little bit. It doesn't take much. <laughs> just a taste. Just, a kick. just a, like, okay, it's just, Colonel Sanders. It's just a little bit. I got the white boy in the car. <laughs> I'm just, telling you. I don't you. need to, but a little, a little bit. bit. Just doesn't take much. I, it, it, a, I agree. I think it actually does make it pop. I think it brings out yes. the richness more than anything. I, don't, yes. I think it, they're, they like sing together because you got fat and fat. So they're just hanging out. Embrace. And it's great. And it's emulsified. And 
I there's there's so many ways to make a hot dog. It's infinite. You can get so weird and stay so Spartan. You can slice it down the middle and put it in a sandwich. Saying the word Spartan a lot during this podcast, Did by I? the way. There is no huh, sorry. There's no bad hot dog, but there are better hot dogs. But I'm I'm on team no bad hot dog. How do you do? do you like the Chicago dog? Love the Chicago dog. Can you describe it for the fans? Yeah, Listeners? it's it's sliced tomatoes. Um, it's mustard, no ketchup, no mayo, um, and it has pickle, pickled pickled <laughs> chili peppers on it. I believe. Yeah. Yep. And then the key thing is celery salt sprinkled on top. And the radioactive green something? relish. Right. I, I love the Chicago dog. The, sp- the sprinkling of, of celery that, salt, of celery celery salt, salt is key. I, I, I love the celery salt. I love the mustard. I love the relish. I don't like the giant tomato slice. Love the tomato Because nine times it. out of ten, it's going to be a not very ripe tomato. Touché. It's just going to be a Fair Cisco enough. tomato that has a lot of whiteness in the core, and it, it's a little too firm. The flavor's not there. It's going to bug me. And then the whole the whole pickled pepper is cool. I like the flavor, but then it's kind of hard to eat. You bite into it, and the mm. pepper is just like a whole pepper. And if 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 that was like part of the relish, I would well, like that. How more. about we swap that out? We had a nice uh, cookout the other night with our friend Stephen, and we were just chomping down them pepperoncinis. So I can imagine swap yes. out that for a pepperoncini, and you'd be styling. But like, I'm saying, why not? If the hot dog is a very special food that you have to eat in a very special way or else it doesn't work why not take that like you eat there's only one way to eat a hot dog and no. if, you, if you have a halved if you have a halved tomato slice like it's not always going to work out so well when you're biting through you gotta open up and say ah dog there are so many ways to eat a hot dog but no, no, I'm, I'm saying I, you have I, to use your teeth to to get around the bun to get chew the around food. the dog to pierce the unripened tomato and not have it fall out. I'm saying, why not take that tomato and just dice it finely? Yeah, and agreed. why not take the pepper and dice it finely? Totally disagree. For totally even totally distribution. Disagree. This is like, this all is like the, the hot shredded dog. lettuce to whole leaf lettuce debate on a burger. No, the whole, no way. What's your what's your shredded well, lettuce? There's way better texture tight. in a solid piece of tomato than there is in a diced bunch mm, of diced tomato. So, on a dog. Okay, okay. Not to me. Okay, I see. I see that. I see that. Hmm. Mm. But I will say, I'm torn. What's exciting is that we're really defining that the hot dog is just a palette. It's a canvas that anything can be created on. Yeah, it's it's the Tesla, and then you just go online and pick out what package (laughs) you want. I think make it your own, baby. Other than like the smoothie, I think that's the thing that I've made the. If I'm cooking at home, that's the most variations I've ever had of, of of how to make it. I've, I've, I've had so many different types of hot dogs. It's astonishing. Um, I also, <laughs> I'm mentioning you. in the hot dog debate, because my had so girlfriend many is from dogs, Maine. It's astonishing. The For real. East, I really prefer the East Coast style split bun hot dog that's oh. not on the side, but from the top. I mm-hmm. think that's a much better hot dog bun, and I wish that I could find them easier in Los Angeles. <clears throat> so kind of like a lobster roll type. The lobster roll. Uh, that's good stuff, yeah. And that's... You know, that's like what the hot dog comes on when you're on the East Coast, too. Yeah, and I, I think that's a better delivery system as well, just for the simple fact of it not tipping over when you put it on a plate. Yeah, it's it's a superior. A hot dog yeah. will roll on you, and then all those unripened tomato giant slices will just fall off. All that effort peels out like a clown car, just 
spilling out. It's a real the, drag. We're on uh, on the the wave of debating. Mm-mm. Going back to the Fuku Burger, there's uh, a lot of talk about. Oh their, yeah, you talked about Fuku. The right? French fries. They have three things on the menu. One of them are, are the large... <laughs> you said french fries? Oinkster. One of them are the yeah. large steak fries. Meh. So there's, there's a huge debate now stirring up from that. Regular fries or the thick steak fries. You have to be out of your goddamn mind. Steak fries. People are so I am 1,000% steak fries with the exception that oh. when a really good Belgian frit, a really good Belgian-style <laughs> french fry, like they make it at Oinkster is really good. But a really good pillowy, it's like the steak fry takes on a texture that's almost like the inside of a baked potato. And I absolutely, absolutely love steak fries. I think this... They're just, they're just usually always frozen Ugh. coming out of a package. Frozen's good for fried. fries, by the way. Frozen's not bad, but it's like they're usually getting whatever their food, food distributor is sending them and they're getting them, they're frying them. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not happening at Oinkster. I, I'm, so, I'm, I'm cool with the pillowy softness of it, but I think the one problem that you run into with the steak fry is there's so much inside of the fry, all of that pillowiness is unable to be seasoned. No, but you have so much surface area for scooping dips. <laughs> I just give him, it's, give him that's mo, true. Give it's, him like, fries. it's like a spatula for seasoning and sauces. <laughs> so uh, you're pro steak fries. Stewie, what say you? Very pro steak fry. It, uh, no, God, no. I'm the polar opposite. I'm, <laughs> it's so I'm, divided. I'm, I'm it's team, amazing. I'm team shoestring. Oh, that team shoestring. shoestring. Y'all ever been to Paris, France, man? You get that little cone, that little, like, that, uh, Gay nice Paris. Piece of paper yeah, yeah, yeah. there, and you, and you wrap that thing up, and they give you mayonnaise, a great mm-hmm. condiment. And it's, Why are you that's yelling, man? Best. I love mayonnaise, dog. I'm just talking about a hot dog. Today. I'm not yelling. Yeah, yeah that, like, I agree. With, I like, I like both. I don't, I don't hate either. It's also an aioli. I don't hate. <laughs> Touche. I don't hate steak fries. They're just like here's the thing: how many times you've been disappointed by a steak fry? They come That's out. That's true. That, so a steak fry can't sit in the window in the past, and it's like it cooling down all of a sudden. If that's not like fresh and popping, they, they diminish so quickly. But, plus, it's but, harder to get it cooked all the way through, obviously, because it's not you know. A but shoestring. a shoestring cools off even quicker than. <clears throat> they're still good though. Now, see, then the, then you're going into good. like a cooled shoestring. For the most part, it turns into a potato chip, and if I'm being told I'm getting a French fry, I don't want a potato chip. Mm. I, like, I like a chip, though. <laughs> I, yeah, I would say I would say the steak fry is there's a larger degree of difficulty to cook it perfectly. Sure, but when it is cooked perfectly, it's, it is a better fry. It's pretty it's, jamming, and it is best. rarely cooked perfectly. But when you get a perfect yeah. one, I mean, it's 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 very similar to getting like. Let's say uh, carne asada is a regular French fry. It's a thin yeah. steak. It's very resilient. You could undercook it. You can overcook it, and it's going to be pretty fucking delicious. Yes. And then you get a three-inch ribeye that a pro has to perfectly sear, and it allows you to get a good crunch on the outside for the fry or the steak, with the inside allowing to be perfectly medium rare, like a poofy potato cloud. Yeah. So it's a, it's a more advanced potato delivery unit. And you're gonna, it's going to take a, 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 a nice quality potato with a steak fry. Also, if you're so talking, potato flavor. If you're talking about a uh, fried dish in the sense of like a bacon nacho cheese plate, like chili cheese fries... 
you've got more surface area to scoop mm. any of that runoff. I mean, that's that's the kind of fry you want. Speaking of those kinds of fries, I went to see the Entourage movie, which was disappointing. But I went to Fat <laughs> Sal's okay. Turtle sure. from Entourage's yep. restaurant and got these French fries that were amazing and so bad and so good. But it's it's just like a a, bowl, a bowl of French fries. And then covered in cut up chicken nuggets. <laughs> then like ten pounds of cheese melted on top of it. Shredded cheese or nacho cheese? Shredded cheese. Thank the Lord. Not nacho cheese. Nacho so cheese. Can, always so nacho cheese. you get you get the crunched on the side melted cheese where you have to peel it off and it's like a kind of hardened congealed cheese. I love it so much. The best. The best cheese. My my girlfriend said they used to do eight second cheese in. The microwave with her with her sister, where you just put a bunch of cheese on a plate in the microwave for eight seconds, and you have a <laughs> not unlike a Parmesan twill. Like, a, uh, <laughs> did, they, did she not? Have, did she not have a silpat there? This is pre silpat, <laughs> but I mean that you don't need a silpat. You put it on. You put cheese on a yeah, plate. On a, you put it in the microwave and melt yeah. it. Peel off. I know. You pull it, <laughs> but you had a lot of that going on, and then buffalo sauce, and then blue cheese all over it. That's hood business. I like turtles. And it was, it was so good. And it was so bad. Like, I felt so horrible after eating it. Dude, that is a Guy Fieri callback if there ever was. <laughs> it, was one, oh yeah, yeah. it was one of those things where, you, like, like, my girlfriend and I ordered it, and we opened the lid, and we're like, well, this is happening. And then she took a bite, and she's like, fuck, I hate that this is so good right now. And I was like, don't, don't talk right now. Just, and then we just kind of silently ate it. You put the finger to her lips like, shh, <laughs> like, It was like so shameful, uh, but it was so good. Huh. No, it's, it's hate-filled eating at that point, for sure. It was hate eating. But I feel like a good wavelength to get is to do that shame eating on Sunday yeah. once a week to reset your body. So you wake you go up. home, you cut yourself a little bit in the bathroom. <laughs> you wake you up, go to bed. you run a bath, you pull out your favorite razor. <laughs> you don't kill yourself, but you get, you get close. You get, we get a scare. You dig in. Uh, but yeah, like you do that horrible shithead meal on Sunday where you're just like, oh, I'm stupid. I just ate the worst meal. I feel awful. And then you wake up Monday and you feel extra Kale motivated. Kale salad. Yeah, you feel extra motivated. Banana. To just like, I'm not even going to eat breakfast. I'm going to have coffee. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to boom, boom, boom. I'm going to call my aunt, and then I'm going to do all that <laughs> stuff. That I, I'm going to call my I'm aunt. I'm going to oil pull. Everything's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Answer yeah. all my emails by Tackle 930. All yeah, because if you don't ever reset that clock, then you're not, first off, you're not going to have a good time in life. Second off, you're something's going to blow, and you're going to have a... You're going to have like a week-long hemorrhage. Sunday's good. I feel like the time to save up those those karma bad food points is sporting events. Oh, that's good. Well, that's my it's whole like, life, so. <laughs> well, like if you're watching baseball, that's that's a rough time for you. Ooh. But like right mm-hmm. now, Women's World Cup, it's like you can spend you know, 90 minutes going whole hog on anything that's bad for you and you're like, it's World Cup. Women's World Cup, whole hog eating. Well, or any World Cup, or like, you know, like, it can't be a baseball. Are you game. using sports as an excuse to eat the food? I am, but as a You're Dodger like, fan, I'm not using 180 games a year. <laughs> or, You're like, Wimbledon, baby. It's just a summer, baby. Yeah. 
Just a little bit. But that's sporting it. events are the are the yeah, best like, get-out-of-jail-free car. It really, eating really bad it, food. Yeah, your brain is completely removed of any guilt when you're eating. You're like, this is funny. I'm eating like garbage nachos at a baseball game, and I'm loving it. That's funny. I was going to say vacation, but... You or might, vacation. Vacation is a good excuse. Yeah. Two. Sure. Hmm. How many well, more? Can, what? Breakups. Days we can start with tea. Then we can. Yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the biz, baby. Every Promotions. day is vacation. Oh God. Um, going back to the hot dog talk. When we were talking about, it's one food that is amazing that you don't really ever make yourself from scratch. This is true. Yeah. I will add that to my mental list of foods that. One should not make at home and best be left to the pros. Yeah, definitely. So making hot dogs is on that list. I want to hear your guys' things on Everything on Del Taco's menu. <laughs> oh. Anything on Del Taco's menu. But the, I have a few things on my list. One of them, which you guys might, which is a, uh, you guys might disagree with, is beer making. I, I was going to say the same thing. Pretty much alcohol for me. It's like, blech. Beer making is so hard to get perfectly good at home i've tried it myself and i know you have tried it yourself Not done very well at it i was gonna actually say the opposite they're pretty good no yeah they are good yeah. but the thing is like you're you're very judgmental of your own product and then like we're drinking all these beers that are delicious and amazing and perfect i would i would there's yeah and it's, it's a, expensive it's it takes a, a lot of time yeah it's a huge time yeah. investment it's a huge money investment to get to the place where you have the the tools you need to make good beer um but the beer that I've made has been drinkable, yeah. and nothing that I'd be embarrassed to give to people. I've choked but it down. <laughs> Chase it with some pickle juice, some kimchi <laughs> juice afterwards. But um, our friend I mean, Bob Smudio, who we just mentioned already on the podcast, his brother Manny is the best home brewer I've ever met. Manny Z. He has an unbelievable home brew setup at his house, and he kegs his own beer and he has made wow. he's the only person that i've had homebrew from that was as good as anything that i've probably had before better That's than fine. my sam adams brother <laughs> that's right <laughs> okay well but I, I would say yes i would say generally with speaking, exception yes. generally speaking absolutely beer the, should be on that the exception list. of manny okay next on my list ice cream Ooh, i don't know for the sheer cost of it well yeah that's, okay that's, you can go get Really delicious ice cream everywhere. For $8 a pint. Sometimes expensive, sometimes cheap. But I remember when you made that strawberry ice cream that one time? I do. It was delicious. Bad. Not bad. How much did it cost to make? 18 bucks probably. <laughs> After Sherry's Berries from the Hollywood Farmer's Market? Yes, a lot. It's a lot. Oh, yeah, Harry's Berries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and how, was, how long, and by the way? it was really Harry's delicious. Berries, not Sherry's Berries. Harry's Berries. Harry's Berries, if you're a loke. That's yes. the top. Sherry's berries. That's podcast talk right now. Just type in the code the stew to receive ten percent off <laughs> your night. Yo, Valentine's Day coming up soon, boys. <laughs> also, berries. enter that code into adamandeves.com <laughs> for a free gift. You get twelve delicious jumbo strawberries dipped in chocolate, just in time for moms, dads, and grads. Um, <laughs> Edible arrangements as well. So, ice cream making at home. It's never going to be as good as like the best ice cream place in your city. I will, I would agree with the exception of I want to envision a time when somebody has ingredients that don't exist in ice cream that I can buy in the store and they make something. Because it's not that hard. Exactly. They have those, that was they, my point. They have those home 
the like, little KitchenAid the, freezer the KitchenAid unit. Freezer ice cream maker, which yeah. I used to make. And granted, it was expensive to make that ice cream. Yeah. But it came out pretty good. You're using Primo strawberries. No, it was no. it was great. It was great. But it's expensive. It was expensive, it's expensive. and it's <laughs> a little bit of labor, not too much in the scheme of things. Yeah. But certainly, the idea of you know like. When you're trying to experiment with beer, it fails quickly. Mm-hmm. But when you're getting some really good, interesting ingredients from the farmer's market and throwing it in an ice cream maker, it's probably going to be good. And it's also pretty immediate. Beer, yes. you got to wait. No, beer is... It also yeah, doesn't take... It takes a long time to make it, and then you have to just wait again. So Yeah, I mean, but yeah, to, but For, to buy to all the ferment. ice cream ingredients, like to go buy like the Strauss Farms organic raw milk, and then you get the blah, 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 and you get well, the super good organic produce. Yeah. It, it adds up. Yeah. It does. Um, and you don't. And you are not able to buy things at wholesale prices, mm. which is the next thing on my list, which is sushi. Oh sure. No. Never. Doing sushi at home is never going to come close. The invitation for the sushi party does not get responded to. <laughs> yeah. But it's super fun to make. It's fun to have the party. It's so expensive, and it's going to be so shitty. You just don't have access to the fish that the yeah. best quality sushi restaurants have. Mm-hmm. They have a relationship with the actual fishermen. Mm-hmm. They're at the market at 3.30 in the morning when the plane comes off from wherever it's coming from out of town, they, caught mm-hmm. two hours before. You just, it's just not going to happen. They bought no. it whole at X amount of dollars per pound compared to you buying the sushi-grade And when people say, like, oh, we go to this place and we get really good sushi-grade sashimi that's cut for us and we bring it home, no. The, yeah. the, the really best sushi-grade sashimi is going to restaurants. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's probably number one. And then. even the, the sort of good raw sushi grade fish you're buying you know you're getting a half a pound of it and it costs 18 dollars or something like that like there's enough sashimi not not even to mention the technique and quality and experience i don't have in making the rice yes for a multitude of reasons but so many people want to have the we're going to have a sushi making thing at the house or whatever and that's fine I'm, it's I'm fine but it's never going to be good don't do it losers i will say in this in the context of like better at home, never sushi. That doesn't mm-hmm. sound is it good? Is it fun? If somebody does yes. that and they get nice, nice sushi, sure, why not? That doesn't okay. sound fun at all. Well, it's so hard to make excellent sushi. Yeah, and a lot of people don't want to do it. So add, um, add it to the list. Well, it's yeah. also not as Leave fun it to as the like pros. a, a yeah. pizza making party where you have like options and you can be creative. Exactly. We have a sushi party. It's like oh no. I'm going to throw some uh, Italian sausage on the sushi and see what happens. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Well, that's a good segue because I might add pizza to the list as well. I was thinking the same thing. I would Simply for the fact that a home kitchen does not have the proper utensils to be able to do it correctly. Like you need to have a big workspace. You need to have the pizza stone. You need to have the wooden pizza tray, spatula thingy. The paddle, the cornmeal. You need to have an oven that gets super hot. Like there's so like you have to be Jimmy Kimmel and get the guy to fly in the pizza oven to go in your backyard in Malibu sure, right. to get it all good. Otherwise, it's just gonna. But at the same time, you're, gonna you're eat also it gonna be like it's pretty good. But you're like, mentioning foods that involve equipment that you can't afford or installed in a commercial house. You're you know like there are things like pizza. Is never been better that I've made at my house 
than I've had at Tafaro's or Mulberry Street or places that I really have close to my heart for pizza. Mm -hmm. But in the context of what we're saying as far as sushi and stuff, it's way more fun and it's definitely more edible. That is true. It's always going to be good. You can blow it and it's like, meh. Absolutely. This this, this works. I will say, yes, I've never had homemade pizza better than the places that I like that make it. Mm -hmm. But that... I'm putting that on the on the. It's, pine. it's in the maybe pile. I'm putting yeah. it on the bench. It's on the line. As as like that's not a bad look. Pizza party is not a bad look. I won't shy Pizza away. Pizza party from is that. fun, but yeah. also it's a thing. It's different for us because you have a lot of food knowledge and cooking knowledge behind your belt. You have a, a little lot. bit. I would a little bit. Well, you know, me speaking, and you also have a, a good Italian food background. I mean, we all we we all si. compared to the normal person at home who's going to make pizza, we know a lot more than they do. Yeah. So, like, Im- imagine how shitty their pizza is going to be compared to when you. That's going to be a huge bummer. I, yes, I, like I, they're going to really fuck it house, up. Pizza party at your house, I will trust. I guess it's right. going to be tough if you're shooting to hit the the mozza style, but if you're just trying to make some za, put some sauce and cheese <laughs> some on za. some some sauce if and cheese on there. I'm going to hit some za. Trying to make some za, and then it's like it's still going to be good. Yeah, that's I guess good. Gonna that's that's it. good. I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, I feel like. The whole that kind of style pizza from from Naples, the, the age, like the 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 funky the pizza that everyone considers to be the best pizza, the from the Napoli style. I feel like that is going to move out, and regular American New York sliced pizza is is going to come back and take it down. Yeah, it's just I, different I, strokes. I think. I feel like that that pizza wave is about to it, crash. It goes back to the the access to equipment. You really need something specifically. You need a pizza oven that can do those 800, 900 degree cooks to make mm-hmm. that Neapolitan style pizza. But and, I, and in the end, like that can't be delivered in a car. That can't be fucking ordered on an Xbox. Like you can't. <laughs> like in the end, you can't get it to the people quick enough. Mm-hmm. And at a price point that they'll taste it for the first time and be like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it, a lot of trial and error, like learning that. I just, I just feel like a lot of places are doing that, and I feel like people are starting to realize that they might not like it as much as just regular old pizza. Well, I will count myself out of that category, but yes, oh. I know what you're saying. No, I think, I think that is the, my, that's my favorite pizza. It's the, it's the thinnest. It profiles by far the ingredients on top of it. See? It, you taste way more of it than the dough, and that's always... And like, Sicilian is not a pizza that I get down with. I love it so much. I just don't. I like and it all. I like to, I like to see what's on top. <laughs> not yeah. on the bottom. <laughs> I like to see what's on top. Well. All right, boys. Another pod in the drain. In the drain? are <laughs> just going down in flames. Jesus. Wasn't that bad? I got a view at Danzig's house for Christ's sake. No, I did not mean that in a bad way. I had, a, I thought this was very fun. We had I'm a great party. <laughs> uh, He's best, but we do have a beautiful view of Danzig's house right now from where we're potting. Yeah, if you know where interested. Danzig lives, you know where Andre lives. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for doing this as always. Sorry about taking uh, a week off. I was busy traveling, but we're back on sketch. We have some great guests coming up this week. Two weeks off. Yeah, it's like yeah, we, we have, two, yeah, we have like some we good guests coming off. up this week, next or this month. Yeah, the week after next. That will be reserved and revealed shortly. Yeah. Um, but you can go to thestewpodcast.com for all the episodes. Check us out on iTunes and give us a nice rating and review if you like this. And uh, thank you for listening. Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs>
Hi, mummy. Hi. Uh, who else was I talking? Oh, to? happy happy birthday again. Your birthday was on Monday. Oh, my dad's birthday was uh, on Sunday. Oh, hey, Papa. Shouts, Papi. Papi. Get some lingua. Papi. You can follow me on all that social media at them jeans. Stewie Stewart. Andre Conanbar has no social media whatsoever. I don't have any. And no social skills whatsoever. <laughs> zero. <laughs> Absolutely zero. He's on a podcast. He does but... have a lot of media, though. <laughs> a lot <Yeah>. of media. <laughs> Sweet. All right. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye.